Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Salt Lake. Nick Lago in Los Angeles. All right. Welcome back again, guys. And we want to welcome back any welcome any new listeners you might have. I feel like we've been getting some uh, some new love lately, which is nice. So nice. Yeah. I've yeah. Gotten... And a lot of people catching up on the old stuff too, which is I'm hearing a lot of too. Yeah. So when one thing I should mention, because yeah. something's weird with the podcast feed. Um I've had it have it set for like two hundred episodes, but mm-hmm. it's not really showing up in iTunes or anywhere. It's kind of only showing the last hundred. So if you're oh. interested and want to listen to our first couple shows, I think there might be 10 in the archives. You'll mm-hmm. have to go to the Deep End website and just go to the podcast section. And then you can I've listen to I've noticed that with other there. podcasts too. Like why I, – I guess it's cutting it off at a certain It defaults level. to a certain number. It should. Like seriously, Not you're, at all. you're supposed That's... to be able to um, kind of control that yourself based on the huh. feed. Yeah, yeah. How much but you I'm, want to keep on hand. Yeah, but I'm really done mm-hmm. with this feed. Like the name of it's even wrong. It doesn't even say the Deeply uh. Design cast. It just says the Deep End podcast. And I've had people like try to go in yeah. and fix it and it, nothing works. Weird. So yeah. who knows? If we have we any just podcast need a, nerds a, out there that app. can help, let me know. <laughs> let's, let's just make an app and then it the, the current one's always there. Or anything. I wonder if we could do that. That can be can your job, it? Nick. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to look into it. <laughs> Nick is going to make an app, guys. So be on the. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know it's going to look so hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You just overcommitted, my friend. I know. <laughs> no, but for the meantime, just go to thedeependdesign.com and then there's a little hamburger icon for the menu and uh, just go to podcast and you can find all the old ones there. They're still free and everything. So, awesome. yeah. So, cool. Nicholas, do you have your, yes. uh, your video up yet? That you've been it teasing. Is up. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's oh. um, it plays in the background, and then you can actually click on it to watch okay. the, the high def, 1080, yeah. amazing resolution. Cool. <laughs> I, got, I got to see this bad boy. What's it's um, it's Nick- at Longo Designs. Longo yeah. Designs.com. And then um, I believe you can click right on the video, uh, where it says "See Our Story," and uh. It's been good. I, I, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it, and I'm using it specifically for new business that I'm, I'm sending out unique um, kind of really targeted um, material to potential clients, and that's why I made the video. So um, Nice. Yeah, and, and shot really well and got to use the new space and brought in the team. So it was like I've been waiting for all those little things to be in a row, and now it's finally, uh, it's finally it was available to do. Awesome. So. Yeah. If anyone wants to see Nick Hart at work, ooh, sketchingdesigns.com. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. It's good stuff. I love Thanks, it. Thanks, man. Check it out. Yeah, it was nice fun, to and I totally agree with your. 
I agree with your suggestion. It's something it does bring it to um, to a whole other level by just um, having something so static on your site you're used to. Now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you want to just have video everywhere. You know, personality. It's cool. Man. Yeah, I know. I know. Stand out. Exactly. <laughs> Anything new with yeah. you, Mikkel? I don't have a video. There you are. If that's, if that's <laughs> what you're mainly asking. <laughs> that you're was the way you said off. it. I don't have a video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Caught. I'm gonna have my uh, my my the guy who shot it for me um, works part time in in Salt Lake City. I should hook you guys up. Oh yeah, Maybe. that would be. Oh, really you know cool. what? I feel like this is familiar. I wonder. I wonder if you mentioned this from before. We yeah, just forgot. Yeah. We just forgot about it. Yeah. It's, but uh, no, definitely. Totally yeah. Definitely. Can't be the only one here without a video, Mikkel. It's just I, shame, on. shame on you. You don't have Twitter. You don't have video. Come on now. Gulp. <laughs> I can tell you're very worried about it. I, ha- I mean, I have a lot of time. I don't know what I've been thinking. Yeah, come on. I know you're you- just so bored with running a business and a baby and stuff. Like, come on. What more? You running a baby. A I like that. I like the sound of that. Video? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing we can take off of your plate, Mikkel, I think is invoicing. Because we've got our friends at FreshBooks to do that for you. Um, FreshBooks is such an incredible app that we all use here for invoicing. It's exactly what, uh, what it's meant for because we do not like to take care of that kind of stuff on our end. It's all about design, taking care of clients. Sending the invoice is just the, you know, it's a, it's a thankless task where you get paid mm-hmm. in the end, but you don't want to spend too much time doing it. So FreshBooks to the rescue. Um, they, you can upload your logo and then it just takes all the colors and brands it, makes you look super professional. And Nick just reminded me, one of the coolest things that I saw this week, um, I had seen it before, but I had forgotten about it, was when you send an invoice, let's say you send the final invoice to a client, it asks you, it pro- gives you a prompt saying, do you want to ask this client for a review and like mm-hmm. a testimonial, which is amazing because then, especially if you know you've done a good job and they're really happy, which is going to yeah. segue very nicely into the topic of this episode, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're catching them at a great time. I need to are, test this you know? because I want to know what it looks like for them. Like what what shows up by email with that notice mm-hmm. for the inquiry of a referral yeah. of a review I meant. I'd be interested in that too. I'm sure it's got to be something very easy just like a like a little survey, like a text box where you yeah. can probably just type yep. it okay. in. Okay. And... I'd be okay with that. I just want to test make sure it's not overboard mm-hmm. with no, and I, th- I think they they're well aware of the fact that it's you're catching you know a client to take the time to do that. It's very easy. I've had mm-hmm. three do it, and I think I've only oh, asked four times. So that's okay. a pretty good track record. And I then gotta, how is it submitted? Where where is it broadcasted? I for get you? it how back. Is- I get it back either on the website or via an individual email that says client blank has done a referral and they get your copy and you can do then whatever review, you want okay. with that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's not meant to live within the. The Fresh Books, Fresh Books universe, system. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's meant point, for you to do what you want with it. You've pro- you've gained permission to highlight it on mm-hmm. your website, or yeah. yeah, exactly. Or you can ask, can you copy paste this as a LinkedIn, um, what what's it called in LinkedIn? Recommendation, recommendation, recommendation. Mm-hmm. Or a Google review or a Yelp or review. A Google review. Yeah, just Good ask idea. them. You know, you mind copying and pasting it into there. That'd be great. So anyway, uh, FreshBooks, it's not just invoicing. It keeps track of your expenses for tax time. Uh, The mobile app lets you take pictures of your receipts, and it stores them for later. 
and it's also got time tracking, so it's got a little bit of everything, and we've worked out a deal one month free for our listeners. You don't even need a credit card to sign up, so just go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic, enter deeply graphic in the how did you hear about us section. All right, cool. So today's topic is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a little bit of a, we're joking, it's going to be kind of a bitch fest, I guess. But um, I think we can <laughs> well, all I relate. I deny that, yeah. Yeah, we can all relate to having, you know, clients that didn't quite pick up what we were throwing down, so to speak. So mm-hmm. um, the catalyst of this episode, we got an audio question from Molly, and it was a long one. So we're going to cut it down, but let's take a listen to that. Hi, guys. My name is Molly, and I'm a longtime listener, big fan. I truly appreciate all the information that you guys provide. It's a fun show to listen to, and I love listening uh, while I'm working. So thanks again for that. I actually do have a listener question, and it's in regards to uh, when a client goes MIA. Um, I'm going to try to make this brief, but uh, I have a client right now. Well, first of all, I have a contract in place that uh, indicates the client needs to pay 50% before the project starts and then 50% uh, after the project's completed before the delivery of the final files. Well, I'm in the middle right right now of a project for uh, someone uh, had been working on, we've been going back and forth. Uh, I had made several changes to the design uh, per her request and we'd actually gone over the allotted changes indicated in the contract. I uh, made an exception for her and we uh, made even more changes back and forth. Uh, After that, hadn't heard from this person in a couple weeks. And then she got back to me uh, with an email indicating she just didn't like the direction the uh, logo was going. She wasn't happy with it. Uh, She actually wanted something that looked completely different after all these changes were made. Uh, I emailed her back, kind of swallowed my pride, and let her know that, you know, I'm happy to help and make the necessary changes to make her happy. Um, And again, I hadn't received any email back. Uh, Several emails later from me, uh, again, no response. It's been about a month, and... I hadn't heard anything from her. Uh, my question is, since she had paid the 50% deposit, uh, what happens now? Uh, it's in my contract that I would keep the 50% deposit for the work I had done. However, my concern is her going back and or complaining uh, about this, uh, indicating she wasn't happy, uh, indicating that she lost her deposit. I'm just um, concerned about the repercussions of her not being happy, and which is why I was trying to, to make the changes in the first place. But wondered what, what you guys had to say about this and what you would do in this situation. Thank you again. Uh, keep up the great work. All right, Molly, thank you so much for sending that. Um, this is such a great topic because we can all relate to this yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so in her case... She, her client actually went MIA over this. So that, and that'll happen too. Like there's, there's kind of a few ways this can go down if a client is just really not responding to your work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, I think we've all experienced the, the client that just randomly goes in the, into the Bermuda Triangle somewhere never be, to be heard from again, yeah. um, which is frustrating. 
that can even happen when they do like your work. Yeah. That can just happen it, like just because they get busy or it's no longer a priority, whatever it is. But then, um, you know, the other way it could go is they can just tell you like, hey, we're not we're not digging any of this. And it's yeah. happened to me. It's happened to you guys, I'm sure, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it interesting, me? too. No, it's interesting, too, that this happened after a little break. Like she said, it was a week or two where she did, they went MIA and you kind of have to wonder what happened or who interjected a maybe some some you know tangent thought onto the client and she it made her realize she's not liking what she saw you know um but you're right mine the only time i've had an mia is when it was uh time to pay the bill <laughs> yeah <laughs> which and is usually the case yeah. but i i like her her um dilemma here and it's worth talking about because it has to do with us being kind of judged on the fact that, hey, what we do is subjective. And it, our goal is to build our business and protect our business as best as possible up front. So when we we get these issues, we learn we know what to do now, you know, and and and, and I'm glad she brought it up because I, I it would really hurt to kind of especially if you take your your work a little you know, we did we, we can't help but take it personally. I think um, it, it's a little yeah. frustrating, but. Yeah removing yourself from it and protecting yourself too. Like I'm really impressed that one, she has this, um, that she had mentioned the 50% upfront and then 50% upon delivering of the goods. So just even going to the first part of her, her question there, I'm glad she put that out there because I don't know about you guys, but I've been doing that as well too, where when there's a oh, yeah. big package he- handing over, like I've been used to for years, sending it out and just getting and then putting my final payment and then it's due upon 10 days. But I get, you get those people Mm -hmm. that are a little, you know, so good for her for doing that in the first place. Yeah. I've definitely, um, you know, in my early days started out with no contracts at all, which Mm -hmm. is kind of like, uh, cause you, you feel bad about asking for anything like that. But then, yeah, at a certain point I did have to go to, um, you know, the, the last payment is due before I give you anything. And in the case of a web design, you know, we oh, at yeah. that point we still control. We still have all the passwords for the FTP and everything. So we'll pull all that right down if yeah. we don't get paid. So and you know, and, and actually in most cases now, um, all that stuff lives on the staging site mm-hmm. until they pay. Then we transfer it over. Yeah, I like to think of it too as of everything you've done up until that point and all that work and whatever, comparing it to them just paying a bill you know, it should be the easiest part of the whole system. So if you've done the work and they can't, and they can't pay it, that's what made me start thinking about this, uh, getting that payment before anything is released. You just got, I'm, I'm glad this is such a good topic for so many reasons. So I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah, you know? it's good stuff. And, um, yeah. one thing else I would say, this isn't going to apply to everything, but in Molly's case, she did say that, you know, she hadn't heard from her client. And so she, I think she said she finished everything didn't really mm-hmm. hear from her client for 30 days. Um, and I'm in the, the past couple of years, I put new language in my contract that says, mm-hmm. if I don't hear from you within, I think it's 10 business days, we will assume the project is complete and final yeah. payment will become due because this Good. is what happens when people go missing and delay a project. This is a really good way to keep them kind of roped in and engaged mm-hmm. because if they, if they, they can't, it's just, it's basically telling them you are not allowed to just go off like a cowboy into the sunset and leave us on the line for all this. You can do that, 
but now you're you right. gotta pay now you gotta pay the project project's done now you know yeah your work your work was done you did mm-hmm. it as scheduled so uh, yeah and I, I love that you mentioned that because i think that's something we all got to start thinking about also too the bigger projects we all start moving into as we get bigger and better and 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 more you know um out there those projects tend to stall a little bit because the bigger ones might have issues where um, something kind of stalls it for a minute, whereas the smaller jobs kind of just kind of go nice and clean. There's so much more at stake when they're a little bit bigger. So uh, I think the main points here are going to probably be us kind of talking about what to do more be- at the beginning to make sure that this doesn't happen to Molly yeah, or anybody yeah. again. And I think that we have co- covered this just really briefly before, but having those repeated screen share or just general meeting set in the calendar mm-hmm. with the reminder set the day before that you can all control Yeah, when you, when you set that up in the calendar so that they don't lose momentum. I have a client right now where he still does anyway, even though mm-hmm. it's set and I get the emails of, I'm just barely above water. We're going to have to reschedule and pending, pending, pending goes the project. Yeah. There are instances where clients aren't MIA. They are in communication, but they just keep informing that I can't make it. I can't make it. Can we push this off? Can we, and that can be sometimes just as annoying because you're oh, trying yeah. to manage all these accounts on your yeah. end. Well, I can. I have a quick little tip for that. Um, something I just added to my my contract this year is basically a reopening fee, saying that if we have to stall the project based on you not having either not communicating or, sure. um, you know, just not having your, your pr- content ready for us. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and close it out. And then we're going to charge you like a $500 reopening fee mm-hmm. for it. Um, it sounds yeah. harsh, but these are the things that can really drag a design business down and clients yeah. have to be held accountable for, for that. It's mm-hmm. for their it's for their benefit too. Like, and they'll sometimes get a little offended by it, but I always explain it like, no, this is for your benefit too. Because there are, it's like when you hire a personal trainer. You know, there's going to be days when you don't want to go, but you've hired that trainer because you want to mm-hmm. get into shape. You want you have a goal, so it's it's kind of our job to keep them on task. So mm-hmm. things like that can can go a long way toward that. Yeah, and who wants to? You know, especially if it's someone who is working at a bigger company and it's not really technically their business, mm-hmm. if they have their budgets to stay under. So if you've if there's a risk of adding five hundred dollars to that and sh- they can't cover it, you better believe they're going to be a lot more timely with their, um, you know, and not let things slip. So oh, yeah. your, your your reopening fee doesn't show up on an invoice because they, they got a budget to run, too. Yeah, you know, he is a huge motivator. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I. I I love that what one thing that uh, Molly said that was really cool, too, was that she went above and beyond in the in the revisions already. So that's a good sign. The fact that she was that that kind of helpful and hey, accommodating. Yeah. And and it sounds like, you know, she said she's new to this. So like that's a good sign and showing like good faith, probably Mm -hmm. thinking not, not anticipating any like anything like this was going to happen. And I'm really it's really refreshing to hear her say she's more worried about her reputation and the client not being happy as opposed to where's my money. Like that sounded more like the, um, the, the, what was really bothering her on this. And that's true. I think we can get there uh, a lot more emotionally with something and hope that we didn't discourage her or, or made her 
you know, look differently upon our business and me as a individual. So mm -hmm. good for her, I think, in thinking that way. But to her question about keeping the deposit or not, I'm I'm a full believer. And if she's agreed to that, uh, that's yours. And you've done more than the work, you know, like you've explained. And on the flip side, too, if she looks back at her contract, like you said, Wes, like rewriting it is I think we have to. You've got all these little things happen to us and we got to do this, rewrite it. She should have a kill fee that if for any reason the client does just w stops the project, not only are you agreeing to keeping the deposit, but an hourly rate for everything you've done from midway to where you've stopped. Yeah. And, and just like your kill fee, if you put that hourly in there and say, hey, that could even go above and beyond, you know, what the whole project would have been if she didn't stop it. You know, mm -hmm. so th I, I, that's one of the things I've put in there because it's happened to me where the, not only has the stall happened, but they kind of like think they could just back out of it so, so, so simply. Mm -hmm. And I always think about who you contracted around your house to do anything. You, we can't, you can't get away with that with anybody else. If the work is done, the work is done. So I'm really a believer in having protect yourself on that kill uh, if the job is killed by the client's choice. Regardless of what it is, I, I hate that when you hear someone going through this because we've all gone through these things. But they are where you learn. I, yeah, I, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, hopefully this show has kind of helped people navigate around some of that up front. But yeah. usually it's learning the hard way. But yeah, especially like in Molly's case where she's saying that it sounded like the client was kind of going along with it and going through all the yeah the motions of revisions. Right. That's that's what kind of ticks me off can really throw you as a designer yeah. here's what should happen if if you're not really liking them up front you need to communicate that after seeing those first concepts none of these are really doing it for me yeah to go through all the to make to make me like redo all these logos that you're not feeling to begin with without mm -hmm. you know properly communicating that these are just not the right direction at all then yeah. we're wasting time Have here. It you know, haven't you guys ever had someone where you just didn't feel the their comments or reactions to work you showed was really um, real? Like I, I've had a few where yeah. I'm like, didn't sound like they were blown away. And it, it always does come back and they're like, we're really rethinking this, you know, right. <laughs> and I think the signs were kind of there in a way. I, I can't imagine her changing her her thoughts of them. Overnight, I mean, mm -hmm. it had there had to have been something maybe at the very beginning, and and that's tough because that's you, it's hard to control. All you can do is, like you said, show it more in steps and get every buy off of every step. Yeah, and I also you think know? to be fair, and I mean not fair, it's still not an excuse, but I think sometimes with, the longer you sit with something, the less mm -hmm. of a luster it kind of has. So I can imagine like being presented some concepts and really liking them. And then the more you, it's like a joke you've heard too many times. It stops mm -hmm. being funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my other thought is that I think sometimes, and we've all experienced this too, a client can't commit to one thing. That's they're the wrong person to be choosing a logo for their business. <laughs> yeah. I think it's as simple as that. I, I, well, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is such a, this is, such a good reason for kind of educating your client and getting that expectation up front that mm -hmm. this is not for you to like. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's, you don't, 
I, I learned a long time ago, you can't really say it that way, but what you have to do is kind of go through the steps of, you know, the personas for their customers and yep. to where you're, yep. you're drilling it into their head many, many times. This mm-hmm. is the person that we're designing for, mm-hmm. not yeah. you, this person. Not you. Yeah. The more they get to know that and the more they kind of, the more you educate them that it's a business tool and it's not art. Like when I do websites now, I always tell them like, okay, we're doing all of these things for these reasons. So it really mm-hmm. takes that subjectiveness off of it and it mm-hmm. takes the yeah. the pressure off of, hmm, do right. I really, does this like give me butterflies in my stomach? Yeah. Yeah. Reminding them of target audience, right. reminding them of their industry. Reminding them of their competitors. Yeah. And yeah. that's a constant bell, like a constant drum you have to beat the whole right. time when you're dealing with them. Mm-hmm. That way, that never becomes much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right yeah. off the bat. So, and then when they, when they say they don't like something, then you can always come back with, well, uh, we've done research and we know that this person would respond to this because this, mm-hmm. this, and this, this is what mm-hmm. this person's doing. Um, Studies have shown whatever rationale you have and and the rationale builds as you refine the logo too, which or whatever you're doing. And I think that's smart to always interject rationale with every mm-hmm. phase, mm-hmm. especially sometimes hey, sometimes it might be a little BS. I, I don't care. But like <laughs> I'm going to put it in there to help enhance why I'm showing it yeah. and why I believe in it. And I'm, I did that with uh, overnight with some stuff that was sent out last night and before we went into the actual packaging and the logo specifically they wanted a logo refinement and i convinced them to say no 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 no. let's my big thing now is like we we only do stuff from scratch right like we don't take this and refine that there's plenty of people you can go to for that so we convinced him to go with something totally new and i sent it last night with a ton of rationale Hoping I would wake up because knowing they're in New York, <laughs> I'd wake up and this they'd morning see it. and I yeah. and all, when I looked at all I saw was outstanding. Yes, we totally agree. And I was so if you take them through those processes and yeah. explain why, which sometimes is difficult to communicate over email. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there was a good read on their end, which is yes. fortunate. Yeah. yeah, and and they they thought of it more for the consumer, not for their taste. Because they want yes. they wanted a very black and white high end wrapper for a sports bar, and I was trying to explain to them that's zero but zero percent appetizing. You you keep bringing up Apple, that's a whole other industry. And if someone else brings up, I want an Apple freaking packaging, yeah. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Who, who like, doesn't? People say that for any di- design work. Exactly. Like, well, can we just make to, it Apple-esque? Yeah. When yeah. I always have to tell everybody when they, when they say Nike or Apple, uh-huh. I'm like, you have to understand you're, you identify these logos because they're just because they're so famous. They're, they're good logos. Yeah. But yeah. if you were presented with something that simple, you'd probably be like, meh. No. And you're going to be front, on a shelf you know. with 1,800 other bars. Yeah, and they've been well established for yeah, so long. So, that it's, so I, yeah. I was glad that like a little bit of extra rationale in my in my spec sheet and in my concept sheet, I think helped win them over. Uh, you know, a little bit a okay. little bit quicker. You know, um, but on on the flip side of this whole argument, a way to tell that Molly can kind of maybe understand it for us to understand it even more is I'm kind of like casually doing a logo for a friend and I didn't take them through an abbreviated process of my typical thing. We are all over the place right now. And I want to just say, what the hell 
did I do? I did don't, it so don't wrong. Don't treat them any. Yeah. Don't treat exactly. them any. Mm-hmm. Which and, is not, it's, that's not easy. It's something yeah. you have to remind yourself or just continue yeah. to remind yourself. Don't ever do projects for friends and family. I know. <laughs> that, yeah. Maybe that, yeah, that could be lesson one, <laughs> but we're, we're doing yeah. a little switch of, of services. So I kind of wanted to like help them out, you know, and I, and let's be honest, sometimes you like think it's going to be a slam dunk. I'll do two things and they'll be like, I love it. And on, on yeah. with them with it. But this one, it's, it's interesting. So you see all the little uh, benefits of doing it step by step and taking them through the process. Um, so when you get to that point, Holly doesn't walk away, doesn't walk away or Molly, Molly doesn't yeah. walk away and go, I failed. Yeah, that's right. the last thing you want to do. No. You want to say, I did everything and uh, even above and beyond. If she's not cool with it, on to the next one, man. Yeah. That's that's as simple as that, you know? Yep. Now, what about the idea of being worried about um, negative reviews online? Because we're living in a time now where anyone can pretty much put up a Yelp review about your design business or even if yeah, you're a Google freelancer, or... they can put it up there. Google yeah. reviews, anything. Yeah. Um, and I've often know. thought How about How do you this. control I've, that? Yeah. yeah. You... Well, you can't, but I, I've had several clients where it's kind of gone in a negative direction like this Mm -hmm. and you do kind of wonder about that and it hasn't happened yet knock wood i'm sure it's only a matter of time before something Mm -hmm. like that does happen but um you know with so many sites out there are you guys even on yelp at this point or i'm i don't have any yelp not on yelp i've got Uh, google reviews but google reviews i'm on um yelp not um i don't know it's like when she mentioned that my first thought was you've, you've done nothing wrong. So if, if it ever did come out, I would, I could argue the fact that that person was probably just not ready and show the proof of what you did. I, I know that's not what would, it would ever happen, but to back you up, you know, you got, you know, she did the right thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, and she, she sounds absolutely sweet and did above and beyond the work and sounds like she's passionate and loves the job. So I don't know. Unless you really mess something up, I don't really, and and I don't. God, I I just this review thing. I'm not. I I've never. Maybe we're not playing in it, and I don't know where that would happen. And yeah, well, the if, thing is, yeah, you know, I, I always recommend it, it really. Yeah, I, mean, I always recommend yeah. to my clients that they need those reviews on on those sites, but depending on the industry. But um, you know, it is a scary thought to think anyone could anyone could write a review, and you mm-hmm. could. Someone like Molly, who's completely in the right, from what it sounds like, uh-huh. she her that client could still come back and do that, and she would have yeah. really like little to no recourse about it. So, I think it's yeah. just a matter of you got to reconcile: do you want to give the money back to maybe have that not happen, like kind of some insurance that that doesn't happen, or but it's no guarantee. No guarantee. There's no guarantee either way. I mean, you could give the money back and still get a shitty review or you could keep it and they could do nothing. Um, Yeah, it's just one of those things. Any combination of there's no easy answer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I mean, oh, man, I think the important thing is we're living in that that day and age where that is something to think about now. Mm -hmm. You know, if anyone listening has had that happen, uh, leave a comment on the the page for this podcast. Yeah, good point. For this episode. I'd mm-hmm. like to hear that story. It'd be a good topic to kind of understand and see what what comes with that because uh, 
I don't, man, it's, you're right. And there's so many other ways. Even, luckily on other forms of Twitter or anything else, it's you have the control of deleting it, but in the tip, in a typical review setting, you don't. So mm -hmm. I believe you don't, um, you can't, I don't think you can delete something that's public like that on your own you business can't delete site. It. You? you can't delete it. What you can do is you can always, re you can always leave a response to it. Yes. And you know what? I've never really had to do that in a negative context. So, yeah. but I know that there are plenty of blog posts out there telling you how to handle it. Got it. So I think if that happens, then you should just look up one of those sites because there's a right way and there's a wrong way. What you don't yeah. want to do is be argumentative and like no. kind of throwing punches back. You want to be very diplomatic about it. Right. Which is not easy when it, you naturally take all this stuff on a personal level. Oh yeah. You should definitely wait to yeah. sleep on it <laughs> before you do that. Several, several, several years ago, um, I went ahead and processed an order that because it was such a rush, assuming that it was okay and approved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this was like 2009 early yeah. mm. and I had to report them to collections. I mean, it got really ugly, but something to note about the whole collections thing, by the way, the amount due has to reach a certain threshold in order to include attorneys for of any kind for mm -hmm. to to back you up or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if you are down two hundred bucks, just tell your accountant at the end yeah. of the tax year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, right off. Yeah, well, yeah, in hopes, but it. I mean, I've. This this scenario went to a point where my dad is an attorney, so I put together a pseudo fake um, email, knowing yeah, yeah. that it didn't exist on their end, so that the client would see like, oh, yikes, she's included in it. a well, you know, a good reputable mm -hmm. um, law firm here, I better pay this you, gal. You like copied Gloria Allred on your email? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was so clever with that. It's, it's so she faked a little news conference with her next to her. <laughs> nice. Anyway, it's just funny to think about those yeah. scenarios now. Like, I know. <laughs> I, I, I had my, my issue was so far, I think it was the first year, and um, the only thing that sucked was these guys were based in Florida, and they took the work never paid. I had emails and texts of great job, great job. We're, we're going to kill it with this and whatever. Yeah. Um, the only feedback I got was that because it was a pitch deck and they didn't raise any money out there with this deck that it, it didn't do its job. And I said, well, oh, by no means did we ever say that the, the, you paying is based on right. the fact if this, if you get any capital or not. Because it wow. couldn't have anything to do with how they sold it. It had to be. No. Oh, God. It, it was all yeah. your fault. Yeah. And yeah. the yeah. funny thing was I had all their financials in this deck. So I knew the millions that this company had. And then they wouldn't pay. And they SOBs the were they were in um, Florida. And they do not do any business in California. So for me, my lawyer said the only way you could do it is you have to go to Florida, file there, and then think of – the time you got to oh, spend and all gosh. that. And it, it was a good chunk of change, but yeah. you do have to kind of walk away from it. Um, right. That was my only legal thing. But on the creative side, I, I did have a logo I was doing for these two girls that have this insane like workout, uh, I guess, class. And it was in the kind of in the realm of like Zumba. 
um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say who it was, but they um, <laughs> it wasn't Zumba. <laughs> they Potter. were looking. Yeah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Stop the insanity. Hilarious. There's a reference uh, from <laughs> Yeah. But the late 80s, I guess, and early <laughs> 90s. She they wanted a rebrand and I just could not hit I couldn't hit it. And maybe I was inexperienced in doing kind of logos on my own. I had just just started my business after my years of like corporate stuff and maybe I was a little rusty at the design, uh, mm-hmm. I think a little bit, but we mm-hmm. just could not and oh my god, I must have gone through close to 150 different things oh, like no. it was because uh, I was so eager I wanted this one so bad and we I got paid and and we I think we they agreed to paying the full amount even though they didn't go with it but it was oh. a hard it's a hard thing not being able to match their expectation mm-hmm. and yeah. I learned so much I think that's when I had kind of heard your episode when Wes you were talking about the contract and your agreement and um started looking into that and figuring out I need to do more of these checkpoints throughout the process and uh, be a little more professional. And it was the best learning process. Luckily, we left. no one left. Uh, there were no hard feelings or anything like that. It's just I could not match what they wanted. And Sure. Oh, I'd love mm. to go back at it. I want to go look at it again and kind of re- <laughs> see, see what you did, where you went exactly. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've had several things like that with logo particularly with logos mm-hmm. and if I have, and I've told all the stories on the air already, so I won't like bore you with details <laughs> of the specifics, but okay. I think, I, I'm thinking of, I think three separate stories, mm-hmm. um, maybe four, where it's kind of the same scenario in each case where mm-hmm. they came to me with a very preconceived notion of what they wanted. Yeah, that's tough. And I think that's where it goes wrong because yeah, the, it's not only they have kind of a theme in their mind. I think they mm-hmm. have the logo in their mind <laughs> that they yeah. just can't somehow make their hand draw it out. But right. they know some what of them, their vision has like. gone too far. Yes. Yeah. And that's not what I do. Like, and I don't. That's not what any of the three of us does. We mm-hmm. don't just. We're not the the Adobe Illustrator monkey. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want? Let me make, crank it out for you. It's it's yeah. not that. It has to be an ex- exploration of you know, what's the best possible way we can do this for you? Mm-hmm. And then when, when they've got something so predetermined in their mind, it, it makes it really hard to live up to. And isn't that funny? That's like less work. So all of a, all of a sudden they think it's less money. Yeah. When you, that's why those jobs are just the hard, don't, don't even entertain them if you're yeah. really striving to get bigger and better with your clients. Because um, someone came to me recently with that, and that's exactly what they said. They're like, oh, we have already have it. We just I get need it all the refine. time. Just, yeah. 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 And I'm like, well, and then the greatest thing to say with that is, is I give them this like, well, I have a minimum to even start a job with with a new client. And this is a fraction of it, considering when you talk about price at before content, I know you're not probably the right person for yeah. uh, our business. You know, yep, that's, that's a, a tough red one. flag. Mm-hmm. You live and learn, though, you know. Yeah, I know. But the more and more we go through these things, man, I, I, I think um it with most people, it's great to hear the advice and everything, but she will know now what to do to protect herself and and improve her her strategy and that mm-hmm. discovery phase ten times more now, you know yep I agree hope it helps hope it helps I think so I think uh yeah. I think this this was cathartic for all of us. I know mm-hmm. I feel a lot better oh uh, I know. <laughs> 
Oh, talk my neck's here. all loose now and everything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ready to, no ready to take on my next client. Um, but yeah, don't, we, we all have been there. We all have clients that are not going to be a hundred percent on board with what we're giving them. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is keep up with it. Keep schedule those weekly meetings. And now I don't do this for logos, but with web design, I definitely schedule a weekly meeting with them. So we never go too far off course. Always keep them on track. The expectation being that this is for their business, not for their own. They're not going to frame it above their fireplace. It's for business. It has to please a certain demographic. Keep those things in their mind. And, you know, it really takes a lot of the, that objectiveness out of it to where they don't, they can't get too upset about just not liking it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we've got another proper, our normal listener question coming up in a minute. But until then, let's give a little love to Green Geeks. Uh, you know, web hosting is one of those things like invoicing. You don't want to think about it too much. It just <laughs> It's a necessary evil, and you just want to get it done with and out of the way. Green Geeks is great. It's a great company to work with. Um, unlimited space data transfer. You can always get someone to help you. With the 24-7, 365 U.S.-based support on phone or live chat, uh, you know, it's super reliable, 99.9% uptime, which is pretty much all you can ask for. And they'll migrate your site for you for free and for your clients. So for 20% off your first billing cycle, go to thedeependdesign.com slash hosting and use the promo code TAKE20OFF. That's TAKE20 OFF. All right, cool. So we've got uh, another listener question. This one comes to us from Marissa Emerson. Can you talk more about the services that you utilize to do the small changes for your WordPress clients? I can't tell you anything I like less than when clients want me to make tiny updates to their WordPress sites. Oh, and then he did so sweet. Thanks, us. Oh, this is the third time he's posted a question. Yay. Nice. Well, thanks, Um, Marissa. Yeah, this one, um, I think it was in response to an older episode where we talked yeah. about this a little bit. Yeah, we did. I, I'm, reca- new year, I'm recalling new design that too. Process. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was that one. I, one. I definitely have, um, those that I collaborate with for my business that take on little bit pieces like this for various clients. And then those individuals wait till a lump sum of, six plus hours are in the works that they've got recorded and then they bill me for it because mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in and toggle the UI for these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, there's nothing that can really take the momentum out of your work. than when you get the call from the client, Oh, we want to change the the font or something small like that. Want to update, mm-hmm. want to add a new plugin. So basically there are services yeah. out there. You can have like a guy like you have Mikel. It sounds like you've got, someone reliable that you use or a girl mm-hmm. that's right you know what i mean <laughs> a person guy or a girl <laughs> but um yeah so there's also services out there where you can um you can actually sell your web design clients on this up front let's say you've delivered the project and you say now we can offer you this um monthly basically you've got this many hours a month to make little tweaks it's kind of insurance like when you go to best buy do you want the warranty <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> so it's, but there's, um, lots of services out there where it's basically a flat fee. Um, some of them even charge like a, 
you know, an agency fee where it's maybe 200 bucks a month for up to five sites and then a dollar amount on top of that. So you can actually make money on this deal. You sell it to your clients and then whenever they come to you, they fill out a ticket and it just goes right to the service. So you don't really have to be in on it at all. It's all white label. Um, what I would just do is go on Google and ser- search white label WordPress small tasks. And you'll find a few companies, probably more than a few nice. companies like that. Just, yeah, it's it's good to get stuff that, like that that's automated, that's extra mm-hmm. recurring revenue for you. I believe in the recurring revenue part of it because that that's the only way you can really have a predictable income mm-hmm. every month. Because some, yeah. some months you may not get as many clients as others. So, you know, hopefully that Very helps. Cool. Yeah. Is there is there anything that like that for logo design? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help a brother designs. Out. <laughs> Sounds like amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, you want changes? Oh. Uh, log on to this. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's some douchebag designer. There's got to there be. Who oh, yeah. goes on 99designs and like of course. Of course. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Clients, if you're listening, none, none I don't do that. Lis- <laughs> none of our listeners. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, um, hopefully that was helpful, Marissa. And just keep sending in the listener questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. And, of course, we love the audio questions. So go ahead and record your, your Bring on those gorgeous accents. tones and, yeah, the sexy <laughs> accents and uh, email it on over. All right, where can people find you guys online, Mikkel? I can be found at mkmdesignco on Instagram and mkmdesignco.com. Nick. I'm uh, Longo Designs on both web and Instagram and Longo Designs Inc. on Twitter. And throw, out, throw out the show's Instagram, too, while you're at it. Deeply Graphic on Instagram. On there you go. Yep. All right, cool. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell or on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedeependdesign. All right. Hopefully uh, we haven't pissed off our clients too much. Hopefully they weren't listening to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, with that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. (laughs) 